Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, And today we are going to be talking about the probably the most like underestimated part of competing, which is so, so important, but skin prep and hair removal. People seem to get very, very worried about this point, well, this area of competing, and there's always a lot of questions. So I wanted to kind of go through the main things you need to know, how often to exfoliate, moisturizing, hair removal, what method, when to do it, basically everything you need to know in one episode. So first thing, why you must nail this area. I can't tell you the amount of times when you tan someone and you can notice straight away. You can notice when you put the first layer of tan on whether they're skin prepped or whether they've left it a bit lazy. Naturally, it's sometimes the guys that do this a bit more. Usually the girls are a bit more on it. But I can't tell you how much you glow, like how much you really get the most out of your tan when you skin prep properly, when you exfoliate properly, when you do everything the way you need to. It really, it's hard to really describe, but from a tanner's point of view, you can so see the difference with someone that has skin prepped and someone that's really, really done it well because you just absolutely glow, especially when you've had obviously more carbs in your system, your like you've probably reduced output, like it's just such a nice thing to see when someone is really, really skin prepped. The kind of other thing I want to note, want to kind of note down, which is really, really random, but it's something I always tell people because I've seen it so many times, is don't forget to exfoliate your neck. I've seen quite a few times you've realised someone's forgotten to do their neck because it looks a little, it doesn't look like horrendously dirty, but the more and more like bodies you see... (laughs) The more you kind of like notice those things when they've kind of maybe exfoliated more areas than like others. I think when you do exfoliate, sometimes it's easy just to kind of do like, you know, the circle, like circular motions and that's it. But taking real attention, especially when you're getting closer to your show of your neck, your elbows, your feet, your ankles, all those little bits really, really do make a difference. And especially guys, they tend to forget to exfoliate their necks. And um, yeah, sometimes it just looks like it's kind of caught a little bit more than it probably needs to. But let's go on to certain considerations you need to be making. I guess like from an awareness perspective, because what I'm going to advise you to do It's not a blanket thing because everyone's skin is totally different. Some people might have, you know, past issues with their skin. Everyone's pH is different. Everyone has different reactions to different things and different tolerances. Some might be really sensitive, some might not. But one thing to really take aware to, I guess, to be aware of is when you are going through prep, your hormones can fluctuate. They can change. They can downregulate. So, That means that your skin is going to be affected by the same thing, right? I tend to find my skin can be, it's not like horrendously sensitive, but I do tend to notice my skin can get a little bit more drier because I'm sweating a bit more. Sometimes I can break out a little bit more if I'm a bit lazy. Like if I kind of sound silly, if I like leave showering until like the morning after, like I can start to get a little bit of build up. Like, and that sounds a bit gross, but hey ho, like... It's like, it's relevant to the podcast. Let's just carry on. But yeah, your skin during prep 
can fluctuate and change because your hormones are changing, right? So it's really important to make sure you're using the right products and not using anything that's gonna cause irritation. Um, you wanna keep everything as like pH balance neutral as possible with as minimal like amount of fragrances or colors like that sort. Do you have those sort of like shower gels that are like bright blue and stuff and you're like, what, is that naturally bright blue? Like it's keeping things as neutral as possible. So everything's a bit more predictable to a really honest view. And it works well with the products. So what products do you need? All the products that I think are the best things to have are on my website because they're things that I have trusted. What's trusted? I've tested and trialed myself for so many years. I've had my girls use them and the results are just amazing because there's, it's the most simplest products, but they are the best products for you. So a little bit of a rundown. Moisturizer. pH aqueous cream is the best thing to use because they haven't added loads of extra fragrances or like basically the added stuff that you don't really need. You just need something that's going to moisturize the skin and not have any irritation or kind of from like a, like a pH perspective, not throw things out. So as I say, I have the pH aqueous cream. I've actually found, so there's a big tub, which is the 500 milliliters. There's also like the mini one, which is quite handy if you just want to have one, which is a little bit smaller. And as well, you can kind of carry it around with you when you're traveling. So you're not having to bring this massive like tub with you. So that's what I would always recommend. Also shower gel. A Sanix Zero or a simple shower gel are most likely going to be the best things to have because, same thing, they have the least amount of ingredients, the least amount of added stuff, and they're usually the most calming for your skin. You want to keep things, as I say, as neutral and as consistent as possible. So even like when I'm not competing, I will still buy a Sanix or a Simple just because they're the nicest things on my skin and also Joe's skin can get a little bit irritable. Um, so it's always really, really good for him. The next thing as well I want to kind of mention is exfoliation. There's two exfoliators I have on the website and they kind of do two different things to be really honest with you. The Get Buffed is what I use for skin prep before I tan. Why? Because most of the time I have a pro-tan base coat and top coat. So the Get Buffed works in conjunction with the Pro Tan. Like that's why the range is created the way it is. If you're maybe going for like a Black Magic Tan or a Liquid Sun Rays, I've never heard anyone have any issues with the Get Buffed for Black Magic. I've never had anyone have any issues with using Get Buffed before they use a Liquid Sun Rays. So I always personally recommend Get Buffed. Obviously, I can't say 100% blanket statement because everyone's different and you might, you know, everyone has different experiences. But these are the products that I would recommend are always going to be the best. So you've got the Get Buff, which is the green one. And then the Tough Stuff, you can use that as like a pre-stage exfoliator, but I think it's kind of wasted because where it's really, really handy is when you like you're starting to get maybe a slightly patchy tan and you want something that's actually going to get rid of the tan without causing your skin to get really, really irritable or really, really red. Like, I don't know about you guys, when I first started competing, I went online, I was asking everyone, like, how do you get rid of this tan? What do you do? And I got told everything. I got told 
baby oil. You've got to soak yourself in baby oil in the bath. You've got to use like, oh, what was it? Like Bailey's, is it a ballast and harden, that sort of scrub? Or like sanitary, the san- sanitary spa. Yeah, got to use that. The only thing I found has been the best is tough stuff, which is the pink bottle. As I said, you can use it for like the pre-stage, but I think it's kind of wasted on that sort of realm. I find the tough stuff is the best, it's best used after your show day when you're trying to get rid of your tan or you're trying to kind of buffer like different areas. Maybe like it's caught onto certain areas more than others. Like that's when I find it's really, really going to be the best. In terms of using like what sort of exfoliation product, like the applicator, people, I know some people's responses to the Dulux exfoliator is, oh, it's quite expensive. But I've done it myself when I've kind of like, when I basically, when I moved house, <laughs> I couldn't find my exfoliator. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to use the Get Buffed anyway. But I didn't have my, the Dulux exfoliator, which has the, the charcoal and it's basically like what I like to describe it is like sandpaper, but like the best sandpaper ever. But I used it. I just used the Get Buffs, didn't use the exfoliator. And I end up wasting and using so much of the Get Buff product because it didn't have anything to spread it. So even though people think £20 for an exfoliator is expensive, I can't tell you how good that investment is for you because you're not going to be wasting product down the drain in comparison to if you're just going to use it with your hands, you're going to have to use so much more product to get the same result and it lasts you so much more. So that's always what I recommend. Also, charcoal is pH balance friendly too. So it's really, really great. And if you struggle to get your back, then it has the back motion as well. So that's also really, really handy. So I'll leave all the links in the episode notes, but I hope that breakdown of the product really helps you understand why each process is really important and the kind of role that it plays. So the next thing I want to be going into is how often do you need to exfoliate? This really just depends on your skin. Some people's skin, tough as nuts. Tough as nuts, is that what I'm saying? <laughs> tough as tough as something. Basically, some people's skin is really, really tolerable. That's the right word. Tolerable to exfoliation. They can exfoliate every day or every couple of days and give it a really good scrub and their skin recovers well and they're good to go. Some people might feel like if they exfoliate too close, like together, so if they go straight away into doing it every single day, re-scrubbing their skin, then if their skin isn't used to it, it's going to get, it's going to irritate. It's going to feel irritated. It's going to become red. It's going to become sore and it's not actually going to help you. So I always say as like a time frame, say for example, you are 12 weeks out right now. This is when I would start probably exfoliating like fully. I would start exfoliating maybe like twice a week. Twice a week, just ease yourself into it. And the closer you get to show you, like you will be able to gauge with your skin um, how often you do skin prep and how often you need to exfoliate. Because some people might do a really thorough exfoliation once a week and that's great for them 12 weeks out. Some people might not might not be able to do that kind of level of exfoliation and might need to do a light exfoliation reading up the show so their skin gets used to it. So 12 weeks out, I'd say maybe once or twice a week, ease yourself into it. Eight weeks out, then that's probably when you want to start like like improving, improving, increasing your exfoliation. I'd maybe push it to like two to three times a week. Just again, depending how your skin feels. And depending on if you feel like your skin needs that exfoliation. 
I know I'm not going to use so much jargon, but in terms of like blood circulation and general, like it, it makes me feel really relaxed when I do exfoliation, especially when I'm on prep, because it's obviously your body's really, really aching. It just helps to kind of ease your mind a little bit and ease your body. I always say as motivation for I'm struggling, it's added calories that I'm not including. <laughs> if anyone's like, oh my God, I need something else to motivate me. So yeah, closer to the show, you're typically going to want to start bumping up that exfoliation. So I think when I get to like maybe four weeks out, I'm probably doing it at least two to three times a week. And then as closer and closer and closer, I will kind of do like one day on, one day off. Or depending if my skin's a little bit more sensitive, I'll do one day on, two days off. One day on, two days off. That is the exfoliation part, by the way. Moisturizing, you want to be doing every single day. Because if your skin is dry in certain areas, your tan is going to cling onto that a lot more. Which is going to show in terms of having like darker patches. So... That's when it's really important to be moisturizing pretty much constantly. So you moisturize pretty much every single time you get out of the shower. Your exfoliation, you kind of drip feed into the week, if that makes sense. Don't slow it down when you get into peak week or anything like that. Like you want to make sure your skin is like really full moisturized so it can absorb all the tan. And as I say, really get the most out of that tan and your skin will be glowing. Trust me. I just love it. I love the glow. (laughs) When someone's skin prepped, I'm like impressed. I'm like, you've done it. You've nailed it. (laughs) So another question I get is like, how far out should I start? As I mentioned before, I always like to say like the 12 week mark. Like as soon as you kind of start prep, some people do 16 weeks, but as soon as you start prep, I would say just get into the routine because if you get it into your routine early, make it a habit, it just becomes another part of your prep and it doesn't really feel like an extra thing that you kind of have to do if that makes sense so I hope that covers the skin prep area just always be mindful of how your skin is and also be mindful if you have had like skin issues in the past then as I say just be mindful of it and don't feel like you've got to scrub your body like hell because sometimes if you over like if you're really balls to the walls after when you haven't done anything ever, <laughs> your body's going to go be like, you, your body is going to be a bit like, what the hell? Like, what the hell is going on? So just ease yourself into it, make it a habit, and you will be good to go. Next section, hair removal. God, where should I start with this? I should probably start with a, quite a funny story. When I first started competing, so this was like my little like um, trial run, so fit factor, what I call my, technically my first show, but not technically my first show, if that makes any sense at all. So I was always shaving um, because at the time I didn't really have the funds to have like waxing or anything like that. But I thought, right, my hair is super, super dark. So what I'm going to do is the week of the show, I'm going to get a wax. I'm going to wax my bikini line. I'm going to wax my bikini line and I'm going to wax my underarms because they are the areas that grow back super, super fast. And that's basically what I want to do. So my first layer of tan was on the Friday. So I went to get my wax done on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. So I thought, right, it's, you know, over 24 hours, it's going to be absolutely fine. It will cover by then, won't be a, won't be a problem. After I came from the wax, 
my and obviously I hadn't done waxing like I hadn't built into my schedule into my routine my skin was not used to the wax so I felt super red and super sore for like another day and I was thinking oh shit is it going to recover in time like I'm not too sure what's going to happen but kept putting cream on and I was just thinking right it's going to settle it'll be fine it'll be fine got to the day of the first coat of tan it looked like it settled I was like right I think I've just got away with this thank the lord wake up that morning I can only describe what I look like as a power ranger because I had the darkest like you could basically see where the beautician had waxed my bikini line where the beautician had waxed my underarms because there was just like dark lines and I was like oh my god I was so horrified you can imagine how stressful I how stressed I felt my routine was all my arms up had to completely scrap that and I felt so self-conscious and so worried about it so I cannot stress this enough if you want to do waxing do not think oh I'll just you know I don't do waxing anyway but I'll wax the week of my show and it'll be fine don't do a jasmine, okay? If you think of booking that waxing appointment a week before your show and you haven't waxed ever or for a long time, do not do it. Even when you, you think your skin looks rested and looks recovered, it might not be. And you just don't want to be taking those risks that far out. So the next time I stepped on stage, I, I think I competed June that year and I started doing monthly waxing, I think from about January, February. So my body was in a really, really good sink and it got used to the wax. And I made sure I waxed at least a week out from my show and I had no issues. So waxing as a method is great, painful, as some of us will know. But I have really, really dark hair. So I hated having to shave because I'd shave and then I'd like spending, you know, a good half an hour shaving because I'd do it in the bath. And then the next day my hair would always start growing back. And I was like, well, I've just spent an hour or half an hour shaving and it's really grown back. Like in terms of time efficiency, this isn't great. Whereas waxing, it was great. It's good. It's great. It's good. Good to go. But I would say if you are looking to start waxing ahead of your show, so you're not having to worry about it, then I would do it as far out as possible. I would say at least four to six months, you want to start getting waxing into your routine. So just so your skin gets used to it as well, because that is also another thing to consider. And then when it comes to waxing, I would wax a week before you're shy, just because it gives your skin time to rest and recover, and you should be good to go. Next method, shaving. So shaving, you want to be doing this at least 24 hours before your show tan, at least. Because even when you shave, you're still kind of exposing your skin's, like your pores of your skin. And if they're not closed up and recovered, then that can like, the tan can seep into your pores a little bit more and it can look a little bit like specky. So at least 24 hours, but ideally you want to be doing it between 24 and 48 hours before your tan. People ask, am I okay to use like a shaving foam? I personally wouldn't. The last time I'm going to be shaving, I'd probably just use like a Sanex or a simple shower gel just to kind of use that as my shaving foam, just so you haven't got any like excess 
product um, or anything that can be like can stay on the skin before your tan goes on. Another section I want to cover actually, and it's something that I've started doing, is laser. So laser as well is something that your body need. It takes time for your body to kind of recover from the laser um, and your skin to recover as well. So. You're already, you will already be in some sort of like routine in terms of when you are doing your laser hair removal. If COVID isn't happening, um, you're meant to be doing it quite like in a consistent manner. So just chat to your lady beforehand, your um, consultant with when you're doing the hair removal and just making sure you're just doing it way away from your show and you will be absolutely fine. Using hair removal cream, you can do that. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's a very popular option, but you can do it. Again, just complete at least 24 hours prior to the time, at least 24 hours. I like to always like push that forward, at least 24 hours. And just make sure that you've really thoroughly washed your body so there's no kind of residue or anything left over. A lot of people ask about sunbeds. Um, I might as well put that into the mix as well. Do I need to be going on the sunbeds beforehand to build up my tan no to be blunt no you don't have to get yourself on sunbeds and it creates you know expose your skin to a sunbed just so you can look a little bit lighter I know some girls have started it like four weeks before their show and I was like it's gonna do nothing like it takes so long it's such a long process to get your skin like more tanned from the sunbeds and again you're technically burning your skin say like you get sunburn from using the sunbeds how long does sunburn usually take to recover for me it takes bloody ages so it's not worth it in my opinion if you already use them and you like using them and that's your personal choice honestly crack on you do you just make sure you're doing it at least a week out from your show um, just so you, as I say, you give me your skin, time to recover. And I always, I, I just say with everything, sunbeds, waxing, hair removal, there's a lot of stuff. Try and do it at least a week out from your show. Just, or at the beginning of the week, just so you've just got plenty of time for things to settle if anything's kind of flared up and you'll be absolutely fine. So I hope that gives a good overview of what you should be doing with skin prep and hair removal. Just don't overthink it. That's the biggest thing I can say. Just don't overthink it. Don't worry. Don't panic. If you are already doing a certain hair removal method and you feel comfortable with it, don't feel like you've got to switch it or you've got to change it. I know a lot of girls like to switch from like a shave to a wax closer to show, but just give yourself enough time because you just don't want to do a jasmine and be looking like a Power Ranger on stage because once that tans on, you can't do anything. But hopefully this episode's given it a bit more insight and know-how as to what to do. Uh, any questions, obviously, just drop me a line. Uh, I'd be more than happy to help. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.